You win this battle, man, I soon be dead. I'll glue your face to my dick so I can fuck with your head. I got metaphors coming through my pores. You've probably never been in a battle before, so I hope you realize your mistake. There ain't no party cats of candles, this won't be a piece of cake. In five, four, three, two. Folks, welcome to the Four Hours Podcast, an internet radio phenomenon hosted by an occasional morning person. I ask the most interesting people I know about their sleep, their routine, life, love, stress, setbacks, and whatever else comes to mind. If you want to write to the show, you may do so. You can write to us at the Four Hours Podcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs, Bobby Sheehan, LOL. But for now, we have fellow redhead, fellow comedian, fellow history buff, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, a good man, Clayton Smith. What's going on, Clayton? Not much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being that, on, dude. That you said that in order of importance, yeah. which I appreciate. <laughs> the, uh, okay, so what's the most and least important? Is you being a good man the most or least important? Oh, definitely the least important. Yeah. But me being a redhead is is the most important, and being yeah. a good redhead mm-hmm. even more important. See, but you're sort of a sneaky redhead. Like I feel like if you shaved your beard, no one would know. People, people would people would say strawberry blonde if you were barefaced. Yeah, my hair's been getting lighter and lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second I take off my shirt i'm i'm pale as all hell oh yeah so so can't hide I, that are you wearing sunscreen right now uh about three layers yes three layers yeah yeah, yeah. i unironically put on sunscreen every day of my life no, really just fuck unless unless i uh am having a um like a lazy day where i wake up and then i don't walk outside my house until it's nighttime mm-hmm. which is not a good idea but uh if i do that then i obviously don't wear sunscreen but otherwise it's sunscreen every day of my life yeah, makes yeah. sense. I well, the thing is, I like I've I grew up having a baby face, right? And people, okay, like dude, I used to I used to get pulled over, sixteen years old, because mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Who? We got a report of a twelve year old driving a car." You know what I mean? It was yeah. that bad. Yeah, and um, and fucking women don't want to f- fuck teenagers. They're different than us do, in that way. Do, do they not? <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, oh, I mean, shit. some some of them famously do, but they yeah. get caught and sent to prison. Yeah, you, know you can't I mean? be hanging around high schools all the time <laughs> looking for that one teacher. Oh man, and I, I mean, listen, I know intellectually it's wrong, but when I see a fucking hot teacher and they're like, they fuck this, uh, you know, sixteen year old boy, I'm like, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's illegal, mm-hmm. but it's fucking. Here's the thing is I can see if you're a 16 year old boy, that's traumatizing. I will go on record as saying if it was me, I wouldn't be traumatized. Yeah, it would it would be very cool. If anything, I'm traumatized that I had to wait another four years until I had sex. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm a late bloomer, dude. Yeah. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Nineteen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I acted like, oh, wow. He was just one year after me. I'm like, wow, what a loser. 20? <laughs> God, 19, man. All right. I did my, t- I was a teenager. Yeah. Bro. I mean, okay. So were you, what's that, sophomore year of college? Uh, second semester, freshman year. Oh, okay. You're good. That, okay. I do feel like the anxiety, maybe I'm wrong, but the anxiety you may have felt was much less than mine because I went a full two years of college and I'm like, fuck, it's not going to, ha- it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And thank God the incel movement didn't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I think yeah. we just missed mm-hmm. the boat on that. Cause mm-hmm. I, I know I had a lot of anxiety about like, mm-hmm like uh sex even after i lost my virginity yeah. just like not feeling very comfortable with myself mm-hmm. and like i'm like man I'm a, I'm a fucking loser i'm not out here yeah. getting laid or anything so well, the funny thing about being in your late teens or early or even early 20s like as a as a young man 
is you think everybody's fucking mm -hmm. and it's not true. Yeah. That's the thing. But no one, you know, no one's like wearing a banner that says like, I'm still a virgin. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, some people are. The virginity rocks people are making a comeback. What's you virginity know? rocks? Is that like Christian? Yes. And it started in that? the 80s and people would wear t-shirts that say uh, virginity rocks. And it was supposed to be like, hey, save yourself for marriage. Yeah, that is objectively lame. It is. It yeah. is super lame. It's one of those things. You can't make something uncool cool. You know what I mean? No. It just, it's not going to happen. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting, uh, being in a room with another redhead because we don't have like, we don't have like organizations or anything. We should. We should. I'm starting one actually. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. it called? Uh, <laughs> uh, four gingers by gingers. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. F good book. Dude, I'm so R worded that I, when you said four gingers, before you said by gingers, I was like, wait, who are the other two? Like, I thought it was F O U R. Yeah. It's just four gingers, mm -hmm. like, like the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. hanging out. That's us, dude. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Uh, I'm interested. Were you bullied as a, a being a redheaded gentleman as a little boy? A redheaded gentleman as a little boy. Um, not not really. Mm -hmm. Um, I like my brother would make fun of me because he's not uh, a redhead, mm. so he called me like you know redhead's stepchild. He got the all good this genes, stuff. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think I'm killing it over here. So. You're killing it. Yeah, I love that. I love uh uh, uh ginger positivity. Yeah. I am a self hating redhead, one hundred percent. Oh wow, dude! If I could snap my fingers and have regular hair and skin, I would do it. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember feeling a lot of shame about it when I was uh, a kid. Shame. Shame, yeah. Oh my, okay. Because I was, I you know, even given what I just said, I think shame would be too strong of a word mm -hmm. to describe how I feel about. Maybe, maybe less, maybe less shame. It was more just like, why couldn't, why can't I have like regular hair? Yeah. Like, why can't I have like a, like mm -hmm. a darker or like a blonde type of hair? Mm -hmm. But now I think it's pretty cool. You okay. know, I embrace it. And, uh. I don't know. I think I think most like being a redhead. One thing I had to do was like, <laughs> I always wore like t-shirts in the pool too. Mm -hmm. It's also like being a chubby kid type thing because ah, okay. I, I would get like super like uh, sunburned. Yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, I was a chubby kid as well. Um, I fuck you know, I. <sighs> I came to this conclusion, like as a young adult, I'm like, I can, I have certain physical disadvantages. So let me get rid of the one I can control. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, I can't, it's the one thing. I mean, I love food. Yeah. But I, that, that's the thing too, is like, cause I think people will see that now I'm, I'm lean. Yeah. You're a very fit guy. They'll be like, well, that he must have low hunger signals. And I will say, I think most people, I think you could look at a person and tell how strong or weak their hunger signals are. Okay. I think a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of like, I think most lean people, unless they used to be fat and I used to be fat, mm -hmm. unless you used to be fat, I think it's less great willpower mm -hmm. on your end and more, you just don't get as hungry as other people. You know what I mean? Yeah because my life Clayton I'm like a little bit hungry all the time mm -hmm. and it just is what it is yeah like those are my two options you I learn how to control that that urge though and that feeling I mean I carry around vegetables oh whoa that's a, I have in my Smart. backpack right now I have vegetables you I've, big snacker 
I'm no, not a snacker. I love that that sounds like a slur, by the way. It is, yeah. Yeah, it was a snacker over here, am I right? Um, I feel like, no, but I, because, you know, you and I were both comedians, we travel a lot, and not even, like, travel airplane car-wise, but just, like, mm -hmm. if you're doing spots in the city, you're just on the train all the time. Yeah. You don't have the luxury of, like, sitting down and cooking a meal, and um, because... I'm in New York City where we just have, uh, you know, things are open 24-7. I could always get a slice of pizza or go into a bodega and get a candy bar. And I'll tell myself that story, too. I'm like, I, you know what? It's a half-hour train ride mm -hmm. home. I need to eat something yeah. now. And if I start telling myself that story, but there's vegetables in my backpack, guess what? Now I don't have the excuse to buy that candy bar. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up that uh evolution it's it gave me these hunger signals mm -hmm. to keep me alive mm -hmm. and now it's the thing i have to fight it, yeah because food's so accessible now it's so accessible it, it, you're just like constantly you still have like mm -hmm. primitive caveman brain we still have that like animal instinct like we don't know when our next meal is going to come mm -hmm. so let's let's load up on calories now mm -hmm. let's get a tasty ass slice of pizza mm -hmm. But instead, you're like, I'm. If I do that, I'm gonna weigh 350 pounds. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be real bad. I yeah. I think if I I do believe skinny people when they say I eat as much as I want, but what they want isn't a lot. Yeah. For whatever you know, whatever blessing they have in their brain chemistry or gut biome, that's not their addiction. That's not their no, their thing, dude. But I love. I fucking. I I was like. I was just exhausted a few days ago and I'm like, I have to house a pint of ice cream. And this is what I did. I ate a pint of ice cream while I watched TV. And then as, pretty much as soon as I was done, fell asleep with my clothes on, my contacts in, not having brushed my teeth, lights on, and woke up at five in the morning. Oh. fully rested i was oh, like damn i needed that some of the best sleep of your life i'm sure because my body was like we really we really do have to i know you want to tell your little skits yeah but you we really do have to shut it down right now yeah and i'm like fuck all right we did it you and wake I, up with that crusty feeling in your eyes do you wear contact? contacts yes i do now how often do you fall asleep in them uh, i try not to sleep in them uh but maybe like like now like once or twice a week maybe mm -hmm. like Okay. It, I don't like it. It, it. it feels bad. I don't feel as like well rested. Mm -hmm. Um, my, uh, my, my sister actually also wears contacts, but she'll sleep in them for like days. Okay. She just will never take them out. I don't get how anyone could do that. I think that's bad for your eyes. It definitely is bad for your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably gonna go blind soon. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't get how you could do that. I mm -hmm. just, I hate that feeling. I, and I hate the feeling of waking up having not brushed my teeth mm -hmm. i could like feel the cavities developing yeah. you know what i mean especially after a pint of ice cream dude and what, I, what was the pint it was uh ben and jerry's mm -hmm. netflix and chill Ooh. the or i'm sorry netflix and chilled you get the pun there i i, I, I'm, so I don't know what the puns pun, are the pun <laughs> uh i'll explain it to you off mic okay but good. uh <laughs> i'm real excited to learn it's got um uh, it's got peanut butter, it's got pretzels, and it's got, I think, fudge? And it's vanilla ice cream. I love a vanilla ice cream base mm -hmm. with a bunch of shit thrown in. Yeah, it's perfect. You know what I mean? I want to be on record as saying vanilla. I know we use it as a euphemism for 
for example, someone that's not very sexually explorative. Mm -hmm. But I think vanilla in and of itself is a tasty flavor. It's an awesome ice cream. So what's your go-to ice cream? My go-to ice cream, um, it'd probably be Ben and Jerry's, uh, either um, Americone Dream mm -hmm. or what's the other one? Um, like milk and cookies. Mm -hmm. I love like a cookie dough ice cream. Oh, cookie dough is good. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Like, yeah. But vanilla, the same thing. Vanilla, a lot of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going other flavor, then I'm going strawberry or pistachio. Pistachio, okay, because I was about to ask a very controversial question. Which is? Mint chocolate chip. Not not for me. Now. I don't like it. Is it's like it brushing your teeth and yeah. eating chocolate. Ah, you're so wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're objectively guy? wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love mint chocolate chip ice cream. I also love coffee ice cream. But when I was little, I used to like coffee flavored ice cream. I used mm. to like eating it. And I used to like drinking root beer because my little kid brain was like, I'm basically drinking coffee and drinking beer right now. Like what an adult I am. <laughs> This is a fucking stupid. Yeah, way you're a cool. You're a cool kid. Yeah, yeah. You were you were like a like a business kid. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, I'll you got some, some coffee, coffee ice cream. Yeah. I'm not like other boys. Yeah, <laughs> give me some coffee ice cream. I don't like coffee ice cream. Even as, a, as an adult, I love I love coffee, mm -hmm. but the ice cream, I'm like, eh, not for now, me. Now, how do you take your coffee? Uh, usually black. Dude, I drink my coffee black. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, brother. Dude. We're tough guys. Yeah, we're we're cool. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty much it's down to me not liking to drink my calories is all it is. Okay. You know, but and also like I do legitimately enjoy the taste of coffee. Mm -hmm. And I have this weird thing. Like, I don't believe that I've ever had a bad cup of coffee. I have this weird sort of like, I think the worse coffee is almost like the better I like it. Really? You know? So you like like bad like bodega coffee and stuff like that? I think it comes from like, yes. And I think it comes from like when I used to drink, I don't drink anymore, but when I used to, I was like, dude, Bud Light all day. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or like like the 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 worse the beer, the better. I'm like, fuck it, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have this weird sort of um does it feel like punishing in a way? You're like, yes, this is why I drink it. <laughs> I drink coffee for this reason. I think I like to be uh, to be a regular guy that does regular things. You know what I mean? Okay. So I almost feel like... Regular guy, Bobby Sheehan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I'm an everyman, dude. Yeah, you are. You I'm a working class hero. Yes. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I just don't... It's not from... It's... Like I had Turkish coffee the other the other day, mm -hmm. and with the like the grounds at the bottom. Yeah. That and, whole... Like, real sugary too. And it, and yes. And yeah. which I don't... I like ice cream, but don't put sugar in my coffee. I'm very weird with like food and liquids, I think, you know, because uh, like I've had sugar, low sugar ice cream. That's not as good. I'm learning that the my favorite part of the ice cream is the sugar, mm -hmm. but don't put sugar in my coffee. Like if someone it's this weird thing, like if you go to a coffee ca uh, cart in New York and you'll say like coffee black for some reason. To me, I'll have a coffee black, please. Just means straight coffee. Don't do anything to the yeah. coffee. But some people will, will put sugar. They just in assume the, you don't want milk. Yeah. Because regular coffee in New York and is I can't, milk and sugar. It's like I'll throw it out and get a new one. Oh, wow. I've done that before. Yeah. I don't like sugar on its own. Uh -huh. Like unless I'm drinking espresso, I'll do like uh, some sugar in that. Mm -hmm. um, coffee, I can do if I'm drinking like uh, bodega coffee, always regular. Mm -hmm. Milk sugar diner. I'll throw in some some milk or some cream. Yeah, uh, I'll, you know I like an oat milk latte from mm -hmm. time to time. Um, 
but I don't like just black coffee with sugar. It's like, yeah, a little gross. It's what are you doing? Yeah, I think at that point, especially I, I watch people because I'm very judgmental. I watch people put sugar in their coffee and people that go above one packet. I'm like, you're going to get you're going to make yourself sick. Yeah. You're fucking up your pancreas. It's just heart disease. Yeah. It's just like rotted teeth. It's like, you know, you're you're doing the sugar packets now, but you're going to use the trulicity later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Th- stuff with food is like it mostly comes from me being a little fat kid. And then I was a fat adult for a little while afterwards. Yeah. And uh, so to me, I'm like, I don't know. Some people, they're like, when I get older, I'll get a little fat. That's what life is. But to me, I'm to me, I'm yeah. like, never again. It, you can't. That's right. You- being fat is the Holocaust for me. <laughs> 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 if, if you start fat though it's uh-huh. such a different thing yeah. like if you start fat you're always kind of working from a place of mm-hmm. like i was a fat little kid i carry that thing around with me all the time mm-hmm. in my head like mm-hmm. like looking at stuff like i i can't enjoy that that's that's not for me because yeah. i'll eat like 10 slices or mm-hmm. something like that i have to like exert some kind of like control mm-hmm. or something I'm, it's always like i don't know about you but it's always in my mind it's yeah. always like playing right there mm-hmm. so I don't know. You can't, there's no like, yeah, I guess I'll be fat when I'm older. It's yeah. like, no, I could be, I was fat. I could be more fat now. Yeah. I could be also fatter when I'm older. Mm. It's yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I, if I take the, um, if I take the training wheels off, I'll just, I could easily be 200, 300 pounds. Nice. Five foot six. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You ever fantasize about <laughs> it? You ever really fantasize about just letting yourself go? <laughs> just leaning in. No, 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 no. It's not, it's oh. not available to me to, to, there's a certain type of guy. Okay. This is a thing that frustrates me, frustrates me because there's a certain type of comedian that will have lost a lot of weight. Right. Mm-hmm. But they'll also be like tall and handsome. Yeah. And they'll, they all do this, but they're like, huh, I used to be real fat and then I lost weight. And then all of a sudden all these women, and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. yeah I, I lost a little weight. Now I'm hot. Yeah. All of a sudden, magically. Ugh, like, I hate I'm just, it, dude. I'm just like plowing through puss constantly, yeah. man. It's wild. Dude, the humble humble brag comedy is like the worst form of comedy, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I, I Okay. Um, it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast before. So apologies to the listeners if I have. But... There's male and female, a comedian will do a self deprecating or what they think is a self deprecating joke. And it's this where the punchline is they refer to themselves as a six. Yeah. And I'm like, you're still, you're still calling yourself above average in looks. (laughs) They're like, yeah, obviously like I'm above the 50 percentile, but like, I'm still humble. You know, I know I'm not a supermodel, but definitely like a six out of 10. Definitely a C minus. Yeah. You know, and they're definitely saying it in the hopes that someone will come up to him after and be like, you know, you're actually an eight, right? Like you're like the fact that you were so humble Mm -hmm. actually makes you an eight because you're just a seven, but that puts you above. Like you don't think you're better than any of us. It's a hundred, it's a hundred percent that I think they're, it's, it's the ultimate fishing for a compliment, Mm -hmm. you know, because not only do, will people say like, you were so funny, but they're like, and by the way, you're a seven or an eight or whatever. Yeah. And we also, I, I think there's this weird thing culturally. Um, I forget the context, but I refer to myself uh, as having average intelligence. 
And someone was like, don't say that about yourself. Like mm. whoever I was talking to, they're like, hey, come on. I'm like, I didn't even insult myself. Yeah. I literally said I was average. Yeah. Average is not an insult. No, it's not bad. If so, it, well, if someone says to you, you're average in every conceivable way, that I believe is an insult because no one is average. It's like someone, people are good at, even yeah, everybody it, has fluctuating qualities. You know, you're either really good at, everybody has some they're probably really good at and yeah. some areas where they're deficient, some mm -hmm. areas where they're average. It all kind of works out. Yeah. But if you're just like, painstakingly average in every category it's yeah. more insulting because it's like you are so not noticeable yeah in any mm -hmm. way you just sit right in the middle of mm -hmm. of every conceivable like way i think the the and the two avenues in which i think people won't allow themselves to think that their average are for some reason looks and intelligence yeah oh everybody wants to excel everybody wants to I will say there's only two people in my life that have referred to themselves in all seriousness as being not funny. Now, I mean, and I say in all seriousness, because like as a comedian, I mean, I constantly am like, fuck, dude, I'm not funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you and you but there's definitely moments where you're like, I don't know how I've I've ever thought i was funny like i've never I, been funny i can't believe i've pulled the wool over people's eyes for this long yeah but deep down you're like i'm i'm fucking hilarious yeah. all right i'm the funniest guy <laughs> you know well you couldn't you couldn't as a comedian literally think you're unfunny and pursue this no for for long you could you could be unfunny and i'll and we could you know actually say comedian you don't think is funny into the camera <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the two people in my life that have referred to themselves as not funny have had one thing in common, and it was their gender. They were women. Oh. So, and I think that's fascinating to me because no, because, okay, I remember one was a lawyer and a successful lawyer. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even like, oh, I'm not funny. She's like, that's not a quality I possess. I'm very good at litigation, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, and to be like a successful lawyer, though, you have to have some personality. You yes. have to have like a lot of personality, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. And I disagree with her. I think she was funny. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I've never personally met a man who thought he wasn't, no. Funny. I think we're incapable of thinking yeah. that. There's there's no man with that level of humility. Uh -huh. it, like, <laughs> no one. It doesn't it doesn't matter how unfunny you are. Every man mm. thinks he's like just like a funny dude. And I think they fall into two categories. Uh, then, so you have attractive men, and attractive men are walking around thinking they're funny all the time. Yeah, you know who's going to correct them? Who's yeah? It's yeah. like that John Ham character yep, in, uh, in Thirty Rock. Rock. Like you could just. It's like the hot bubble or something like the that. Hot, they're yeah. in the hot bubble. Yeah. But unattractive men, I am, I'm trying to imagine how they must feel. I think that it's too much to handle to be like, and I'm also not funny. Because mm -hmm. what's what's the what's the biggest like uh, coping mechanism for a less than ideal looking man is like, I'm going to hee hee my way into some pussy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't have the hee hee <laughs> that's, capability, that's the, the hee hee, the, I'm gonna hee hee my I'm way into some pussy. Hee hee my way into some pussy yeah, right just now. Rubbing your hands. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm gonna slide into those DMs like in a, a real scientist. funny way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I think there's a there's a mode of unfunny man too, which is like guys think they're funny by just quoting movies. Like they'll quote yeah. like Step Brothers or Anchorman or something like that, and they're like, "I'm mm. funny." 
I just quoted that funny line. Mm -hmm. And that's like all they know how to do. Mm -hmm. So that's that's not really funny after a while. It's just super annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, we're both the same. How old are you? 29. Okay. I knew we were, I'm 33. I knew we were roughly the same age because uh, um, of the, the stepbrothers reference. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Gen Z men, I don't know if any young man with a broccoli haircut is quoting stepbrothers. <laughs> They're quoting something else that I don't, that I wouldn't even know what they were Some TikTok trend, probably. Yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll do bit. plugs at the end, but I was just wondering if you're on at TikTok. At Clay J. Smith. Uh, yeah. I'll throw in a plug when I, I, said I see a plug opportunity. At the end. When I see it. <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, someone, I guess you sort of have to be when you're a, c- a comedian, right? Yeah. To be on TikTok. But I'm not like, uh, I'm not super comfortable with having Xi Jinping know everything about me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't me, like... me and him are besties. Yeah. <laughs> Your yeah, boys? I just I tell him everything, like <laughs> some of my deepest, darkest secrets. You know, I just trust him. Uh-huh. You know, if he can lead China, dude, then he can lead me to like positive emotional health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I look at the world, bro. World leaders are my friends. World leader, all of them? Yeah, every single one. I, and I, that's come into a lot of conflict lately. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's always, it's, you know, can't be friends with Putin and, uh, you know, Zelensky. It's mm-hmm. a little hard. There's this, uh, there's this reel that someone sent me where it was, uh, I felt bad watching it because it was like uh, one of those man on the streets things. And it was like, I'll give you a dollar if, I think it was, I'll give you a dollar if you could name five of your favorite white people. And it, uh, so both easy. the interview. <laughs> what, what an easy way to get a it's dollar. It's hard for me to name a white person I don't like. I know. There's one of them on the dollar. Come on. <laughs> Head start. <laughs> so, by the way, both the interviewer and the guy getting interviewed are black. Um, okay. And I felt bad because the guy answering the question, I think not the sharpest person in the world i think maybe even was intellectually disabled in yeah, some way okay. and but you know you got to get content so yeah they, but, <laughs> this kind of like just preying on people yeah. <laughs> like first of all anyone people. anyone that walks by someone carrying a microphone be like oh yeah i'll talk to you there's something off with them already <laughs> you know because you know like 99 of the time it's either like you're getting tricked yeah or something so i don't know this poor guy uh being asked name your favorite uh five favorite white people and he named like basically present all the like he was like Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, George Bush, and I'm like where uh, like okay yeah. very few people like bo- all of those people yeah. you mentioned <laughs> yeah I think these are just the first white people that came to and mind it seemed to him like he was like man they the president you know what I mean <laughs> like he just he's like one of the few people that's like well you gotta respect the office yeah you know yeah they're clearly the top white people yeah <laughs> that's top whites yeah. <laughs> And there, there was there was a beauty to him being like, man, Donald Trump, he's the president. Man, Joe Biden, he's the mm-hmm. president. And I'm like, fuck, that's such a nice way to feel. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's such a respect for the office. Because 99% of people are either f- are furious at one or both of those guys. Yeah, definitely. But he's that's the 1% of people that's just like, I like anyone that's able to win an election. We should yeah. maybe all strive to be like that guy yeah. a little bit. You know? <laughs> Dude, it's cr- not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I think about I, it. But. I'm losing, uh, I'm losing my mind that uh, Trump won the primary. That's crazy to me. 
um, the New the, Hampshire primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that means that he's going to win the Republican primary. Definitely. And that it's going to be Biden versus Trump part two. Yeah, and it's going to be horrifying. It's... It's going to be like the worst rehash of an election. And I know we're on YouTube and people are going to insist that I have Trump derangement syndrome, but he is a bad president. He is a bad person to have as president. It's very, very brave thing. You are a very brave guy. Yeah, (laughs) that is that is a hard stance to take these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That Donald Trump is a very bad president. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe one of the worst ever. Definitely, mm. I think top three worst. It is. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and say brave, but I will. There will be comments calling me a liberal cuck because this is YouTube, mm-hmm. and for some reason, like YouTube's Twitter's very gotten like right wing. It's it, weird. It's, Twitter is, and still, yeah. Even with Elon Musk, Twitter X whatever is still very left leaning, and. YouTube is very right leaning. Mm-hmm. Like I've been posting my pot, uh, my um, my stand up clips, and I, I'm not a very political guy. Like on I don't stage, think on, on stage, no, not, I'm but. really not. But like I'll I'll have like literally I'll have a joke with a like I'll have a bit with a Biden joke and a Trump joke in it, mm-hmm. and a lot of the comments are like, I bet this, my favorite one is, I bet this guy drinks Bud Light. I'm like, that's so funny that that's the fucking, like that means I put cocks in every hole that I drink. A, first of all, I don't drink Bud I don't drink any beer. Okay? You used to though. I did. And, and I it used definitely to, I did. polluted your mind. Fuck. All right. Fuck. He got me, dude. Yeah. That's how they get you. All right. He got that's me. That's where dude. the moke, the, sorry, the moke, the woke mind virus comes from. All right. Yeah. From Bud Light. And from uh, uh, other liberal mm-hmm. products, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My my politics are kind of weird because I am uh, like I always vote Democrat. Um, are you like a center left kind of guy? I like think, moderate? I think I think like conservative Democrat. Probably. Oh wow. We talked about this on mic. I do like the police. And yes. if you're watching a video, Clayton feels differently. Yes, I do. Yeah. Although but, there's, but a, in, there's a ironic a enough way to wear a <laughs> Simpsons version of it. That's nice. Like, yeah. It's like, listen, this is how I feel, but also I do like the Simpsons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mostly for the Simpsons. Yeah. But also <laughs> fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it's interesting to me because we we brought it up off mic, but I do think we should talk about it because I like the police. My as I told you, I'm mm-hmm. Irish Catholic, so my uncle's a police officer, my grandfather's a police officer. Um, I would be a silly goose to not think that there's any problems, yeah. in in the yeah. United States yeah, with yeah, policing yeah. right now. But uh, like for example, are you a are you a like replace uh, the police with like community policing and how does that work like what and maybe i'm thinking too much in this like i wouldn't say like Mm -hmm. i have i have actual like proposed solutions in this way but i do think like we over budget the police Mm -hmm. especially in new york like we let them get away with murder like literally but Mm -hmm. also like we just there there's they're too much of the budget and they also like drive up like overtime a lot Oh, especially on the MTA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is weirdly like the strongest union in the the country is like the police unions. And as a pro union guy, I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I I, I respect that. Um, I do think there's a, there, you know, there definitely is a a place for police. I'm not as far like left in that way of like complete, like abolition, Mm -hmm. like all this stuff. And like, but there is a place for police, but I think we need like more like community services and 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 ways to address more of like 
systemic social problems mm. and economic problems than just like throwing cops at it. Yeah. You know, because cops don't really prevent crime. They just like respond to it. That's the thing, dude. When people, uh, when people's first answer, because I, I think about self-defense a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been roasted possibly um, correctly for carrying pepper spray with me wherever I go, even okay. though I am a man. Um, and the, the, because I'm not paranoid. I'm not like, oh, someone is going to assault me on the subway. Yeah. But I have been assaulted on the subway. Yeah. So I'm like, it's not. That's smart. It's not weird to think about self-protection. No, self-preservation is huge. Like the, the response to that sometimes is like, well, what about the police? I'm like, the police can't be everywhere because they're, I mean, that's not even a criticism of the police. That's a, that's just physics. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't, they're not omnipresent. Mm -hmm. They're not like God. Mm -hmm. They're not everywhere all at once. What's the expression? Uh, when the, uh, when the police are needed, Wait, uh, uh, when the when seconds matter, the police are minutes away. That's you know, expression. yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, most of it, most of it is just fucking uh, finding like a crime has already happened. It's not crime prevention. Yeah, it's like all right, let's try to find the person that committed the crime. And in New York City, with eight million people, I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna find them? Yeah, seriously. You know? Although there are cameras everywhere. Yeah, they love cameras. Dude, my, <laughs> they love cameras. My buddy was in jury duty and he was like, I can't really tell you about the case. It was a criminal case. But what I can tell you is you were if you are in New York City, you are constantly being filmed. Oh, wow. Because the evidence they had was just CCTV after CCTV. Dude, so you're telling me we get tons of exposure? We're yeah. getting like, <laughs> like, can I put this on my reel? Uh-huh. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, but I, I I of course I bring my bias because uh, you know I I grew up Northeast Catholic, yeah, tons of cops in my family, yeah, and it's interesting because I I I know you, mm -hmm. so when uh when I saw the shirt, I'm like that guy's not full A cap. I know he's not. You know, he yeah. might be, little, a little. <laughs> okay, I'm not like I like I do think there are. Like I don't, I I wouldn't say full A cap, mm -hmm. but I I think like the police as as an institution mm -hmm. is like pretty corrupt. Yeah, I well, think I think it depends. I think it's situation by situation. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm okay because I had this this moment, uh, like in the summer of 2020 when it came to like uh, we're gonna talk about our morning routine soon, folks. Don't worry. Yeah, but uh, we gotta get through some real <laughs> serious. We're gonna figure this. I out. I mean, this is gonna drive YouTube comments. <laughs> Up the wazoo. All right. That's why uh -huh. I I did it to trigger people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why I do. I'm a provocateur. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> in my Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Pullover. <laughs> to, to, to me, because, okay, this summer 2020, I saw ACAB everywhere and I'm like, all right, we're headed to, towards somewhere bad because if you're unfamiliar, ACAB st stands for all cops are bastards. Yeah. And I'm like, if we're at a place politically where we're like anyone wearing a uniform is a bastard. I'm like, that's a pretty bad place for us to go. Yeah. And I'm not an, an alarmist and I'm not even conservative, but to me, I'm like, well, that's too far. But now if you're, if you're saying to me that maybe someone that spray painted it, if you, if you talk to them about it, they'd be like, I actually hate the institution Yeah, as it is now. And we should make it better. Yeah. And also the way to make it better. Is not necessarily more money? They have more money. Uh, they have a lot of money. It should be used 
better. Yeah, it should be used more strategically. There should mm -hmm. probably be more training I think that's it's needed and stuff. And I think like that's kind of the pitfall mm -hmm. of uh, political slogans in general yeah. is because they're so overgeneralized and like overly simplistic because in some ways they kind of need to be mm. that it, it leaves out a lot of nuance that I think people do feel and they engage in. Mm. And if you really talk with somebody, you're like, Hey, you know, I have my Irish Catholic background. Like I have family members who are, who are police officers. Mm. Like I feel this sort of way. How do you feel? And then, then there's more of a, mm. a give and take there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I, and, and that's how you actually come to like a solution is to actually like engage with people and work within something. Yeah. And make it happen. Yeah. The, yeah. Political sloganing, it's almost like too vague to be useful or it's like um, purposely provocative to get the people uh, the furthest to the left or the right excited. Yeah. But then it alienates everybody in the middle. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. So I, like I said, I grew up in the Northeast as a fat boy. You grew up in Arizona. I grew up in the Southwest as a fat boy. As a fat boy, right? I grew up in Yuma, Arizona, right on the Mexican border. Ooh! So a lot of Mexican food. I was eating, being a fat boy. Out oh, there. dude, so I love good. Mexican food. By the way, oh, and also shout out to Mexico. The U.S. because of Mexico is not the fattest country mm -hmm. because Mexico is. Yeah, they are. They I, are. It's yeah. We'll 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 get back. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it back. All right, we get it. <laughs> The the title has been taken from uh, us, but we're out there. We're putting in time, uh, not at the gym, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we're putting in the time at the at the pizza parlors. Although my favorite KFC, my favorite type of guy at the gym is guy that's as fat as he is strong. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like he could fucking bench four plates. And he loves eating. Yeah, he's got a huge pop. Yeah, like Plant Fitness body. It's like it's a bunch of like like. Uh, they're like older, mm -hmm. older dudes, like forties, fifties. They're mm -hmm. but they're like yoked up top, yoked, huge, uh -huh. huge belly, no legs, it's, never do leg day. They skip leg day constantly. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it to me, I almost like because I mean I'm so in it for aesthetics. Like I, I want like I think when I'm leaner, my face looks better, mm -hmm. and then you know, uh, muscular but not too muscular, lean but not too lean. And these guys are like, I just want to put up as much weight as I possibly can, and I don't give a shit what I look like. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Dude. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. So you're growing up in Arizona. What's Arizona like? You might be the only person I know from Arizona. Um. Well, it's very hot where I'm from. It's like 118 degree uh, summers. And it's also, Yuma, Arizona is the sunniest place on earth. So mm. being a redhead, that's terrifying. Like that's too much sun. It's just the most, like, uh, and by that, I mean like it's, it's most continuous days of sunlight per year. It's like 320, 330, something like that. Mm. Um, but where I'm from is very like, uh, like agricultural place. A lot of lettuce gets grown there in the winter and stuff. Um, there's, a uh, a lot of Marines, big Marine base there. Oh, okay. There's the Yuma Proving Ground where they test out uh, weapons to use like in the Middle East. They want to see if it will withstand the heat. Oh, gee. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, the, you know, training ground for Iraq and Afghanistan stuff. Fuck. Um, but Arizona, when I was growing up, it was a very racist state for sure that was like joe arpaio was uh sheriff of maricopa county which is not my county but the one 
uh, next to it. That was around the time of uh, Senate Bill 1070, the Show Me Your Papers law. Okay. Um, and uh, we had, I forget the... The, the Senate and the House used to be filled of like crazy dudes. Uh, it used to be called the meth lab of democracy. Okay. Arizona. Like if you could think of one wild thing to do against Mexicans, then uh -huh. you, it was going to be done in Arizona, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jan Brewer was a governor, terrible governor. Um, I do remember Jan Brewer, but I have no idea why. Do you remember the photo of when Obama came to Arizona, she had her finger right in his face. Like, like this is like second year of uh, Obama's like, this is like 2010, okay. 2011. Uh -huh. Coming off the off Air Force One uh -huh. and no matter the political party or affiliation or what's going on, there's right. usually just like a cordial like handshake and, you know, welcome Mr. President and all this. And she's just right up there like yelling in his face as he's getting off the, that, off the plane. Yeah, there seems to have been a shift in our lifetime with just civility in general. Oh, yeah. Conflict drives everything, mm -hmm. especially with like 24-hour news cycles and then now with social media and, um, you know, especially then like Fox News. Mm -hmm. Like that will that'll drive up ratings. And on I've Fox watched news. comedians I know on Twitter like I that I personally know, and I think they just are leaning into it. I think it's audience capture 100%. Oh yeah, you think there's just like they see a market there and they're just going to go for it? I think so. Yeah. And I I I do think uh the term grifter is overused because I I think sometimes it's applied unfairly because people do change their minds. Yeah. And definitely. It, yeah, so grifter in that sense has become like the new flip-flop. Remember flip-flop? Flip oh, like uh like uh, John Kerry yes. when he would mm -hmm. uh, windsurf the yeah, battle, yeah. that ad. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure because you're you're only four years younger than me, and I remember the John Kerry election was like the first one I paid attention. Yeah, to. that was uh, that I was kind of like ambiently aware of okay. it. Uh, you know, very political family, so I was like mm -hmm. kind of a, a, aware of it. What was going on? A Your bit. family's political. Yeah, in the same orientation as you. Yes, okay. uh, fortunately, like. So my my grandfather was um, a district attorney in Colorado, uh, and kind of helped out like locally with like the Kennedy campaign in 1960. I remember mm. he had like a little frame picture of the Kennedys. He had just some formality they sent out to everyone, yeah. but they would put it up around Christmas. I'd be like, "That's so cool." Um, and my dad's very involved in like Democratic Party stuff in the state of Arizona. So mm. yeah, big. Yeah, big political Democratic family. Okay. Do you think that was related to you being fat? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, <laughs> because I just wanted handouts and I wanted handouts of ice cream and uh, I didn't have self-reliance. Mm. All right. And mm. I didn't pick myself up by my own bootstraps mm. and go on a run. Well, That's he couldn't what pick it, himself up at all. I mean, who could? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> who, could, who could forklift this little fat guy up, you know? Well, that's interesting because I, uh, yeah, my family is, um, they were conservative and they uh, switch sides at different points. Okay. Um, so George W. Bush made my dad a liberal. Nice. And Donald Trump's a good made, one to make you a liberal. It's terrible. Well, you, you know the point where, it, actually, you know what? It's almost cyclical though, because uh, I remember my dad uh, telling me that my grandfather was, was very conservative, mm -hmm. but- you know, no one's no one's one direction in everything, 
right? So he was like very conservative, but he was in a union and he was a union guy. Nice. And then so when Reagan fired all the air traffic controllers, my grandfather was like, now I vote Democrat forever now. Yeah. Good for him. And uh, I guess the Iraq war was that moment for my dad too, because um, there was a moment, I don't know if you remember it, um, but during a White House correspondence dinner as like a bit, uh, George W. Bush uh, was like filmed. They showed they showed the film at the White House Correspondence Center. But this but this is after the war in Iraq, where he is literally looking for the weapons of mass destruction, like under the couch, behind the chair. Ugh. And it was done in a way of like, look how self-deprecating Damn. I'm being. But everyone just started booing because yeah. you know there was oh, young people real dying. Fun. Yeah, a bunch of our uh, kids died. Yeah. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? Thanks. What that a is, funny gag. That is so, his thumb was so off the pulse of how people would feel. Yeah, definitely. And then Donald Trump just turned my mom into a liberal. Okay. Yeah. That was the final. <laughs> I, th- I think once Grab Them by the Pussy came out, you know, and not all women feel this way. Some, no. I bet. Okay. I bet there are some women that are like, I love Donald Trump more because of that. Mm-hmm. I want to be grabbed by the pussy. I want a strong rich man to grab me by the pussy. I bet there was women going around like, I mean, no, he's like, if a man is rich, they can touch our pussies. Does no one feel this way? I thought everyone felt this way. (laughs) Do what if what if the opposite happened? What if there was like a a, like a super conservative like uh, woman Mm -hmm. running for president? Who said something like just grab him by the dick? Do you think guys like, yeah, I want to be grabbed by the dick? I like dude, if anything could make me go full MAGA, yeah. It's that. Yeah. God damn. A strong just, just a firm hand right there on the dick. Dude. Pulling you in this country to a better direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say crazy in the head, crazy in the bed, right? Yep. Like I don't I don't agree with Lauren Bobert on most things, but I think she would be a better lay. Oh yeah. Then I don't know. I I think uh, I think you have very nice starfish sex with AOC. Then you have a nice. This is wildly oh. disrespectful. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but Lauren Bobert, I think will like <clears throat> fucking. I think I would jizz harder than I've ever jizzed in my entire life. Definitely, because you're hate fucking at that point. So if you're watching, I know you're out of a job now. You have a lot of free time. Uh, do you think she would come on the podcast? Yeah, she definitely would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't campaign. ask her, uh, I don't ask her about politics. It's it's the opposite of this interview where okay. I, I'm just like, so what's your morning routine? <laughs> I just don't talk about politics at all. Yeah. That might be kind of interesting. Well, I guess it would be inevitable that it would come up eventually. If the thing you're famous for is politics. It's got it. She'll, she'll, she'll weave it in. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. She'll come in with the Simpsons hoodie that says, <laughs> I love the police. And we got to, we have to hear both sides. Yeah. That's the, that's honestly the, the frustrating thing for me though, is that I feel like a lot of the times the only people that will at least publicly be like, I support the police are also like very right wing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's almost like, uh, oh, I feel establishment Democrats do that too. Okay. I think they'll come out. Well, and that's support police. Hey, establishment Democrat guy right here. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. I had this conversation with my friends one time. It was on uh, my old podcast. Uh, I think my I think it was either Matt or Joe. They said um, being a liberal Republican is like cool. Like if you're a liberal yeah, being Republican, a li- that's just being a libertarian. Yeah, it's just being a guy who hates paying taxes mm-hmm. and loves smoking weed. But what's the exact 
reverse of that is a conservative Democrat. Yeah. And politically, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. But the former sounds so fucking cool. Yeah, because you're like, dude, you're a Republican, uh-huh. but you're cool about it. Yeah. In like a cool way. Mm-hmm. And like being a Democrat who's conservative, uh-huh. that's the ultimate thing with the left is they're just not pleased with anything. Yeah, yeah. And they fight amongst each other constantly. Uh-huh. So you're a conservative Democrat. They're like, you're just a Republican, dude. You're yeah. just like lame, you know, uh-huh. like closeted Republican. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I think January 6th was bad. You know, <laughs> I, I swear, you know, uh, yeah, it's this weird thing. I, I actually, um, I was thinking about this the other day that, um, so it's like common knowledge. Like, like you said, like the left eats their own yeah, in a way where the right, like I, I know so many people, um, during like conservative friends of mine during the 2016 primary, they're like, there's no way we could fucking have Donald Trump be president. And then when he won the primary, they're like, Trump twenty mm-hmm. Trump twenty sixteen. You yep. know what I mean? It's they like fall in line. They coalesce around power. Line. Meanwhile, like yeah, the left is just not. There will be a contingent. They're like Bernie or bust people. You know what I yeah. mean? Or or even uh, even Jill Stein. God bless her. <laughs> Jill St- Jill Stein has the political opinions of Bernie Sanders with none of the charisma. <laughs> Because I know a lot of people that are like, I don't agree with Bernie politically, but I respect him. Yeah. But the, but you respect anyone who's like that convicted in their beliefs mm-hmm. and like speaks that plainly, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know, or, or has the affect that they speak, you know, plainly. So I think um, in a similar vein, um, so the left eats their own in the way that the right doesn't. I think uh, I think women as a class i've been i've been on social media a little too much but women don't really make fun of other women mm-hmm. the way that men will make fun of men and okay so i'm thinking of of two uh related things here um because i i saw and this is just rage bait i know whoever's posting this is doing rage bait yeah. but a guy posted men hate to see this and it was uh like a little bit of a like a uh, like a pudgy belly on a woman, right? Yeah. And all the comments are men and women going like, "Dude, you're this is fucking incel. You know, mm-hmm. you're gay. Whatever. Stop policing women's body." Yeah. And fine, it's it's weird to be body positive, but then also homophobic and be like, "You you're you're gay, dude. Like, <laughs> stop being gay about this. <laughs> you're being a problematic fag right now, dude." <laughs> <laughs> you not accepting pussy yeah. <laughs> i saw also i'll, I'll see because I, I feel like th- these are the these are the the victims of rage bait are like heavy women mm-hmm. and short guys right so there'll be a like a meme like there was there was a meme about like this is how guys under five nine be cooking and it's a literal little person sitting on the counter scrambling his eggs. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, and yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking, dude. At no point was there a man in the comments being like, "Hey, come on." <laughs> yeah, hey, that's not fair, dude. Short kings rule. Yeah. All right, it never happens. Yeah. So in that sense, like Republicans stick together. Women stick together. Yeah. I don't know. That's, Therefore, women are Republicans. Uh, this it, is by transitive property. property. All right. So take me through your fat little kid journey, because I had one uh-huh. and the listeners have heard it before. So um did you did you get taller? 
or did you get healthier? Uh, both. Okay. I got, uh, I got taller a little bit, but I also started wrestling in high school mm -hmm. and that's perfect for anybody with body image issues because it just reinforces them yeah. constantly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you should just drop a bunch of weight in an unhealthy way. Um, so I, I lost a, a, a good amount of weight doing that. And then I played football um, for three years in high school for So wrestled four years, football for three years. So I started like lifting weights and, and just filling out a better body shape. Mm -hmm. I'm a little overweight in it right now, but like, I don't think so. Oh, thank you. I was fishing. Yeah. I was out, I was out at sea. I'm, I was a, I'm out, a New York you know, six, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, uh, you know, New York six over here with just a little, I'm so chubby, you know? Uh, I can't tell you how jealous I am of you that you discovered in high school, uh, lifting weights. Yeah. Very fortunate. Because I think if someone just told me, mm -hmm. cause I wasn't athletic. Yeah. And I'm like, if someone just Neither told was me, I. I'm, I'm very unathletic guy. Oh, but you played football. Yeah, played center. Oh. Um, you don't need to be an athletic play a guy that knows nothing about football. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be uh, athletic to play center. You just need to be very comfortable with your sexuality because mm -hmm. there's a man with his hands right on your uh, okay. on your nuts and your mm -hmm. ass every play. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I was not very athletic. I'm not very fast mm -hmm. uh, or anything like that, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, wrestling know? is good too, and you're but you're kind of tall. Yeah, like five eleven. And is, isn't that a disadvantage of wrestling? A little bit. Uh -huh. It's harder unless you know how to like. Like my buddy's like six one. He was a really good wrestler, mm -hmm. but he knew how to use his legs. Oh, okay. And if you get a guy who like leg rides you, that sucks because he, he could just like squeeze his legs in yours. It's so erotic. But, but yeah. <laughs> we're both getting hard right yeah. now. Yeah. It's one of my legs across. What's this podcast over? <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> um so yeah, but it it it's better to be just like a a shorter, stockier dude. Mm -hmm. Cause you're like nimble and you know, that's perfect wrestling body. So, uh, by the way, uh, fans of the podcast, you know that Clayton is, a, is an honest man because he just referred to himself as 5'11". I did. And that's beautiful. Because you could have easily rounded up, but you chose not to. Yeah, I, uh, I, I want to do so. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I think I'm the only honest 5'11 man out here because <laughs> most guys who claim to be 5'11 mm -hmm. are really like 5'8". Right. And, and like guys who claim to be 6'1". Usually 5'11", right? Yeah. Because <laughs> six feet even sounds suspect. It is. Mm -hmm. But it sounds so cool. Yeah. Like, oh, being six foot just sounds awesome. But saying I, I'm six feet tall is like saying I make exactly $100,000. It's like, <laughs> oh, really? You yeah. Ma you make oh, you just check every box? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Um, wh so what's the experience of uh, cutting weight in... Um, and wrestling because I've heard stories, but I don't know how much they're true. I I didn't wrestle. Um, guys uh would just like not eat a lot. Um some guys like lean bulimic, like just like throw up after meals or after practices. You're sweating out after practices. So uh -huh. like you weigh in before practice, and then guaranteed after practice, you're three to five pounds lighter just oh. by how much you like sweat out. And uh -huh. then if you're close to weighing in, you won't like hydrate or you'll do certain things. Sometimes you're like a pound over and guys just put on like the sweatsuit, the sauna suit and just like, like run in it to try and just uh -huh. like 
empty their bodies of like, you know, all like all liquid. And those that survive weigh in get to participate. Yeah. Then <laughs> then you get to wrestle. Then you get to do like the most physically demanding sport. It's like swimming. You use your whole body the whole time. So do you have a morning routine? Oh uh, yeah, you know, I I do. I uh I wake up, I usually meditate. Um I meditate every day. And when I do it in the mornings, it's better. Um I usually go to the gym. Like like after I'll do like some weightlifting or I'll go on a run on uh good days. That's usually like my like morning routine. Mm -hmm. Some some tea, some coffee. Ooh, you'll do tea. Yeah, I'll do I'll do green tea. Okay. To start. Does it have to be caffeinated though? Yeah, I prefer yeah, I, have to have I prefer it like that. I, I like all tea, but in the morning I need caffeine. I need green tea. I put a little like mushroom supplement in there now. A mushroom supplement. Yeah. Are mushrooms so important that we need to supplement them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get all your mushrooms in. It's like a lion's mane, like uh like one of those like functional mushrooms things. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I know what this is. Uh it's supposed to be good for your brain. Ooh. Yeah, there's like <sighs> different Well, I hate mushrooms and I'm famously R worded dude, so I need I mean perfect. Maybe, maybe I need <laughs> A nice little uh, hack that I uh, figured out is if you say R-worded, you don't get dinged. Yeah. But it mean I'm, it's like that Louis bit. So like I'm I, putting the I like word in your head. I like you said R-worded mm -hmm. and earlier you did say fag. Like, oh, you were yeah. Like, you were like, but oh, I was doing a character when I said fag. <laughs> I was doing a character of me 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was doing, if you grew up in the 90s, I feel mm. like there's a. I almost said it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I, I just waited to say it in reference to you. I was like, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's finally, now's my chance. Yeah, there's like a grace period with 90s mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. Only 90 kids, 90s <laughs> kids will understand saying fag. All right. You might be a 90s kid if you remember casual homophobia in almost every interaction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love the idea of like making that a meme, but it's all like the negative things. It's like you might be a '90s kid if if 9/11 was part of your formative memories. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a '90s kid if you were super cool with George W. Bush for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. like, My favorite thing about uh, the the George Bush phenomenon because that was the first election I remember, and mm -hmm. I wasn't old enough to have an opinion, but I remember that election, oh, the I, 2000 I, yeah. election. And I was uh, rooting for W. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Was it because he seemed like a cool guy? Maybe, but I was like, I was like weirdly a Republican from like 10 to 12. Oh, was then, it the Alex P. Keaton type situation? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because your parents are liberal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just rebelling yeah, for kinda. rebellion's sake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's so weird to be like, oh, I was a Republican from this age to this age. It's like, yeah, 10 to 12. It's yeah. like... <laughs> Oh, you were just a loser that like, it's not like, not, not to say anything about like what party you pick at those mm. ages, but if you're like so engaged in a way that yeah. you're like, <laughs> you're engaged in politics from like 10 to 12, you probably lose her either way. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, it's fascinating to watch even people I went to college with because I'm, I mostly like Facebook friends with those people. Right. And I remember them being a hundred percent apolitical. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I'd ask them and they, I remember like an acquaintance of mine, he didn't know what party Obama belonged to. Like that's how unplugged he was. And either that or he was like, <laughs> either that or he was super plugged in. He's like, dude, he's basically, I don't. 
is he basically a Republican? Oh, I, you're giving him way too much credit. Yeah, no, he was, he's just a, he just had no idea. And now I will see people, those those people, perfectly apolitical in college, where yeah. we're all supposed to start getting political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll post stuff now. And I'm like, fuck, like, they, they were such, either they were, like, such late bloomers, or I was, like, a early blooming little fucking nerd. I could see that. Because I was like you. Yeah, you're very into history. You like, Mm -hmm. you know, we both share this thing about presidents Uh and presidential history, like being fascinated by that. Yeah. So I could see that being like an early development for you. But also I feel like there are two big moments that made people very political. Mm -hmm. Um, Like in in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's Obama's like first election in 08. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like a lot of people got political off that. Or um, or Trump. It's like a post-Trump phenomenon mm-hmm. that people are like, no, this matters in my daily life. Like I have to pick a side. Yeah. And and there's less like a feeling of, um, I, I guess like like casual indifference. I think that makes sense. So yeah. Clayton, if people want to uh, message you, um, all your opinions, all and, of their opinions, and everything you found problematic mm-hmm. that I said. Uh, and you want to rage message me or just say hello. I'm, 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 he, he, he will accept either one. Yeah. I'll say anything. Greetings or death threats. Any form of communication. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just love when people talk to each other <laughs> and, uh, he wants an open dialogue, dude, this, and speaking of open dialogue, this flew by. Yeah. So, um, this I, is fun. I hope that you'll come back because we just barely scratched the surface. I want to talk about being fat little boys with you. Definitely. And I feel like we tried to do that the whole episode and then we got distracted by politics. Yeah. And by, and by uh, homophobia, uh-huh. but you can, uh, uh, you can follow me at, uh, Clay J Smith on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. Uh, I also have a show coming up on March 15th at Grove 34 in Astoria, Queens. Um, it's going to be my 30th birthday. So it's my big 30th birthday show. Hell yeah, Come dude. out, bring me a present. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be. Present is mandatory, actually. Yeah, it actually is. It's uh, You have to buy a ticket and bring a present. And the present can be either, uh, you know, like a nice gift, like a nice bottle of wine. I like wine. Uh, or you could just bring a bomb, you know, death threat. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> follow through on it, you know. <laughs> if you're going to talk the game, be about it. <laughs> Uh, that last part was just a bit. Please do not threaten Clayton or <laughs> yeah, the venue. Please, please don't. I'm a huge <laughs> pussy. And guys, remember, early to bed, <laughs> early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. I'm just playing night owls. You know I love you. Thank you.